Der Podcast wird unterstützt von Shift Crypto. Beatbox ist alles, was du brauchst, um deine Sets langfristig sicher aufzubewahren. Nutze den Code DCH5 für 5% Rabatt auf Bitcoin Only Edition. So, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Central Schweiz Podcast. Um, as you already hear, it's the first time in a different language, not uh, Swiss German right now. But um, we will try the, the episode today in, in English and that's because I have a special guest today. Um, yeah, Olga, you want to do um, a little introduction of you? Who are you? Uh, what are you doing? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me and I hope that Everyone who listens to this podcast will not be repelled by an English language, but uh, will be fascinated more about the topic of the discussion. So thank you for this experiment. I hope it goes well. Uh, my name is Olga, and I have been working on RGB in the core team for the past four years. And in, the, in RGB, basically, Uh, I do everything beside, aside from code. So I'm not the programmer, uh, but I do management, I do operational stuff, uh, marketing stuff, financials. So basically everything which kind of runs on the back end of code, like human-wise, and uh, a lot of stuff that runs on the front like talking to people, talking to media, uh, creating meetups, etc., conferences, and so and so forth. Yeah, so that's. If you have any questions, you can just ask, and let's get. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, first, before we go deeper into the t um, topic of RGB, um, I want to uh, talk a little bit of, of your um, on your way um, in the Bitcoin space. Um, so, how did you come to Bitcoin first? Well, it's I have been like going back and forth, to be honest. So, at first I learned about Bitcoin, probably it was 2014 or 13. But, and I was fascinated by the philosophy. I did not understand anything about the technology, like some miners doing some computations solving some mathematical issues, like what the hell. Uh, but I did like the philosophy behind it. I did like the attitude of being responsible for what you're doing, uh, being able to verify the information that comes to you without allocating this to someone else as like an intermediary or third party who decides for you whether you need to spend something, when you, whether you can buy something and so forth. So that's, that was actually, and plus, of course, I was very comfortable with the idea of um, pseudonymity, like the privacy overall, because uh, I mean, having an online and digital banking uh, applications and resources, You're, you're exposing a lot of information out there to the bank, to other people, 
And the notion of having just one string, one address that you send to whoever, and you don't need to have like your credentials, you don't need to give out all the privacy that you have. Uh, there's still some hints how you can be calculated from basically, but still the notion of getting more privacy was very compelling to me. And uh, this is why I started like working with, with that idea and looking up what Bitcoin is and how it works. And then I had um, me, Maxim Orlovsky, and uh, a couple of other guys, we had this idea of uh, building a distributed and censorship resistant ledger for AI computations, for have any heavy load computations, let me put it like this. And for that, we switched to Ethereum because there was this promise of like being this digital, like world computer, being censorship resistant, scalable, and like being the base ground for uh, autonomous agents and so forth. So we fell for that promise. Of course, it didn't fulfill. And uh, we, got to, we started building our project and we failed building it, delivering, because Ethereum didn't scale, because maybe the idea was still too new for that time, uh, because the market went, went down and Ethereum, like problems in Ethereum, they were huge. And basically we spent all of our resources and time on uh, building Ethereum instead of building our own project. <laughs> If I if I can interrupt you here, sure. At what time was this um, around? It was 2016, okay. 17, I think, 18. Yeah, 16, yeah. 17, 18. And That's you it. you come to Bitcoin a few years earlier, or? Yeah, I I came. So I got to know about Bitcoin, but I didn't work. I didn't start working with it. And I wanted to buy Bitcoin, and I remember the price was like 600 something something. But I thought that like, A, I didn't have any money at that point. And I had like some, some money, which was, and I was standing there and thinking like, I don't have savings enough to buy one whole Bitcoin. Why do I need to bother to buy like a fraction of it, right? Because it didn't even make sense for me because I understood that like $1 is $1, right? Like one Swiss franc is one Swiss franc. So there's no kind of, it's not sexy to buy like 50 cents dust. It's not kind of, it, it wasn't a deal for me to buy a fraction of Bitcoin. But taking into account that I didn't have any money at that point, it wasn't actually the problem because if I, if had I bought even a tiny bit of Bitcoin at that point, I would need to spend it because like food, rent and stuff like that. So eventually it didn't make any difference uh but yeah so i learned about bitcoin i started like going to meetups uh back in ukraine because ukraine was one of the uh countries that embraced bitcoin first and foremost and it was like a huge hub for developers for meetups and like it was booming with Bitcoin and of course like cryptocurrency projects and like all that all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was boiling in, in that for a couple of years. Then we tried to build our own project based on Ethereum. We failed. 
uh, we tried to move, we understood that we needed like a smart contract system, which would hold very complex logic, you know, and work with very various scenarios and be agile and be resistant to censorship, decentralized. Uh, we started looking at RSK. Uh, we tried because it, it was like solidity, Ethereum smart contracts based on top of Bitcoin. We tried working with that, but it also didn't, I mean, it didn't go well for us because uh, the software was not robust enough for us to build our own project. So basically maintaining RSK was also not something we were interested in. And after that, uh, we got to know about the concept of RGB from Giacomo Zucco. And Maxime and I started actively working on it in, I think, summer 2019, somewhere around that. And we understood that although the idea that was described was like, let's bring tokens on, on Lightning, which is very far from what we initially thought about. We saw the potential in it and we saw that this concept of token protocol can actually be um, evolved into something extremely complex and that can be the smart contract system that we would need for our initial idea. So we jumped into building RGB in 2019 and since then we have been doing that. Nice, okay. Um, so what exactly inspired the creation of RGB and, and what was the, the vision behind it? You, you said um, there was a, a need of tokens on, on Lightning. Um, was this, that the only reason or, or did, um, did you have some, some more reasons? Well, initially it was the um, concept that we heard from Giacomo Zucco and we had discussed it with uh, Peter Todd. So Peter Todd introduced this idea, like purely technical, of client-side validation and single-use seals. These are two ideas that were not uh, implemented anywhere basically before, before we started looking into them. And together at that point back in time, uh, RGB was indeed like, let's do tokens over lightning because like scammers do it, but there are also legit uh, options and legit use cases for tokenization and for having digital assets and so forth so but the underlying mechanism the underlying um, layer which back in the day was ethereum was not robust enough it was totally censored by like vitalik and whoever else <laughs> it was not private it was not scalable so the initial idea was let's do something properly based on bitcoin and uh, let's do like proper tokens and stuff um, when we came, when Maxim and I joined the team and started like pushing the boundaries of token agenda, basically for RGB, we understood that like we were talking to many different people and we understood that even if we're talking about simple, um, I know, issuing digital assets of your company, right? It's, is it a legit, legitimate use case? It is because it's not for speculation. It's, it's made for uh, having proper accounting 
of your company shares. It's made for uh, distribution, for undeniability of the shares. So it's it's like a absolutely solid like tokenization, digitalization use case. And one after another, these use cases started popping up in discussions and we understood that simple token protocol will not be able to cover this because there is a huge, huge world of finance. And it's again, yes, some part of it, of course, it's about speculation, but uh, there are also absolutely normal use cases that Bitcoin as money cannot fulfill. Right? It cannot issue IOUs, for example, it cannot issue digital shares, you cannot do that with Bitcoin. So basically, we understood that we need to go far beyond the concept of tokens. And um, and also, like there, there were other use cases like decentralized autonomous organizations, uh, voting, uh, NFTs. NFTs not in not even in the concept, not in even in the concept of rare purpose, but also in the concept of provenance, authorship, uh, then uh, royalties because royalties are extremely important for any artist if we're talking about art. And also things like, for example, uh, learning certificates, because a learning certificate is an NFT, basically. It can become, if you digitalize it in a proper form, it can become an NFT. Uh, and it, it will solve a lot of real world, like real pains, not the speculative ones. Uh, so one after another, we saw all these use cases and we understood that token, token protocol is not going to meet all those expectations and needs. And we started working on providing a like fully fledged, enormous, with regards to functionality and potential, uh, technology that would be private, scalable, and it would be cheap. So there will not be like any... Uh, additional token, there will not be any problems with scaling uh, or speculation for that matter. So yeah, and we started working on bringing smart contracts instead of token protocol. And so far, it seems that we are doing a pretty good job, but we can probably talk about this later. Yeah. Um... So first, I, I want to go deeper in the topic of um, how does RGB differ from other digital asset protocols like, um, for example, Ethereum or, or other, because, yeah, it's built on, on Bitcoin or on Lightning. Um, but what, what are the differences? Uh, so uh, first of all, RGB is not a blockchain and RGB is not a network, which is kind of because of the concepts that we're utilizing, this concept that I mentioned before, signal seals and client-side validation, uh, RGB has a form in mathematics, there is this thing called DAG, uh, directed acyclic graph. And we're utilizing that architecture, I want to say, and those those primitives and it means that we don't have any blocks we don't have any in, in like inner token that people can buy and speculate with we also have much more scalability 
Uh, and here I can compare RGB to both uh, liquid, for example, and Ethereum and like Ethereum-based uh, projects, like and including those like Polkadots and all of that, uh, and Bitcoin itself. So RGB uh, brings privacy and scalability to Bitcoin layer one. Uh, if you compare RGB to other like blockchain solutions, it's, as I mentioned, so it doesn't have its own token. It's not a blockchain, it's a DAG. Uh, it's much more private because basically due to this uh, DAG architecture, DAG primitive, uh, the person who owns an asset does not see the information of other owners. You can see only the information that is valid to your own assets and your own transfers. And that's it. There is no public ledger uh, or something like that, uh, which brings you at the same time a lot of privacy and a lot of scalability. Yeah. Okay. And we also have our RGB is Turing complete. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's... Uh, I mean, it's as Turing complete as Ethereum is, for example. Uh, and it's much more secure than any other blockchains because basically with RGB utilizes the security from Bitcoin. We don't create, we have our own security by uh, engaging proper architectures, using proper primitive and so forth. But as RGB is relying on Bitcoin as la at layer one, we utilize the security model of Bitcoin itself, and it gives us the protection from double spend, for example. And yeah. And also, like, yeah, from a perspective, there is, we have our own virtual machine, which is very different from EVM, which is used in Ethereum. And like from technical perspective, there are a lot, a lot of differences. Okay, okay. So, how is is um, RGB built? So is, is it built on Bitcoin, the main layer, or is it built on Lightning? Because I I was a bit little bit confused about that in the in the past. So so RGB works with the UTXO, and so basically RGB is a it's blockchain agnostic. I want we can say that because whatever layer one you have with the UTXO model, RGB can work with that. And if we're talking specifically about Bitcoin and Lightning, basically UTXO is present in, in both of them, in both of the layers, in Lightning and in, in Bitcoin. So basically what RGB does, RGB puts an anchor and, to an UTXO and it doesn't, it can work both as like as layer two if you anchor it to Bitcoin layer one. And it can also work as layer two if you anchor the information about the transaction into the Lightning network channel, for example. Ah, okay. So it can work both ways, yeah. So is it a little bit like um, ordinals? Every SAT is, is numbered or so? Or is it a different no, scheme? No, no, no. It's absolutely different from ordinals. Okay, okay. Ordinals are, I mean, I don't understand why people call it layer two. <laughs> Because what ordinals do, so first of all, the idea of ordinals and inscriptions is not new. It's like eight years old or something already. Mm. Um, and it's something that is, is done on layer one. Because, and as a proof of that, you could see 
the fees going up. Yeah, the spamming of the blockchain, uh, the transactions. <laughs> exactly, and that was that was one of the reasons why we we started building RGB as layers, because polluting the blockchain with unnecessary data basically stops Bitcoin from functioning. Yeah, and as a technology, and as money. Yeah, well, quite it it quite not worked. <laughs> so the fees fees got higher, but. Eventually, there wasn't enough um, transactions from from all owners. Yes, exactly. I mean, it was. One can say that. So I think that ordinals are a good splash or like experiment of what and how not to do. One mm -hmm. of many that we already had, and one of probably many that we will have in Bitcoin in the future. Uh, on the one hand, it showed that there are people who want to a they they prove like they prove that there are, there is much more to technology than just money. People want to use technologies for digitalizing their art, for making money, even for speculation, and so forth. And ordinals just showed it, and that's it, which is kind of cool i guess for many people it was obvious before they happened but uh for many new newcomers for example they showed valid uh use cases that bitcoin cannot fulfill okay okay but yeah, I, don't, I understand i don't think that ordinals are good for bitcoin because it's an absolutely stupid idea and the implementation is also absolutely stupid and it's like it stops everything else. You cannot, even if we're talking about the uh, money uh, function of Bitcoin, not not as a technology, but as money, people were have been onboarding each other for many years. And because of ordinals, because someone decided to put a link to like a GIF or a link to YouTube or a video in, in the blockchain, people start we could not transact with each other. We could not onboard other people. We could not explain that Bitcoin is indeed a better money than uh, than the fiat that we have and so forth. So, yeah, I don't think that it's in any case, that it was in any case helpful for Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't think it's it was um, bad for Bitcoin, but um, the market shows exactly... <laughs> how usable it is so yeah there, there were a lot of transactions but also i think we've seen the last few days and weeks that um, ordinals not really could catch on and i think they they will they will be there in the background of lightning adoption and, and whatever um, is happening there so i i don't think it's bad for bitcoin it's just it's just one project project that failed because of like you said, the the wrong, um, the wrong attitude and the the wrong solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, what was actually good, probably about this about the ordinals is that ordinals show that, for example, Lightning Network really objectively has a lot of flaws, and that sometimes Lightning Network it's. It has been claiming that it's a scaling solution, but when ordinals happen, it turned out that non-custodial lightning was not a solution. 
because it didn't even non-custodial like any you could operate only with the nodes which were custodial ones so you could not just easily transfer five bucks in the channel and this kind of showed the flaw and the problems that lightning has as well which i think is good because as a person and and in, in my private like behavior and in professional one i think that questioning existing solutions is a good thing absolutely yeah and this is why for me uh, and i have been seeing some problems with lightning but there were and with bitcoin of course because otherwise we would not start building rgb uh and i think it's very cool to see finally in practice basically that there are indeed problems that are solvable and we need to solve them we just need to find proper paths of how to do it uh whereas before we before no one even spoke out about problems that bitcoin and lightning have no one wanted to change anything and then ordinals happened and lightning proved that it might not be the perfect solution for scaling it boosted our work because like rgb is also a scaling solution for bitcoin and then arc happened so it was like first there was this ordinal crisis which was led by a huge boost of creativity and offers how to solve these issues with which i think is very cool hmm. so what do you think are the um what what should be improved about lightning i think there are a lot of uh, solutions like splicing and and uh, multiple channel opening as batch openings um other other um, solutions what do you think what should be improved in the future well i'm personally i'm very looking forward there is a bunch of things and we can go on for like a very long time probably for me personally one of the best things that i would want to see is to have multi multi-party and multi-peer channels work mm -hmm. and those are the things that would but that would actually make a lot of sense and that would help a lot of technologies including rgb to work much better because and like for for retail like coming a bit further for retail for example i started understanding after the ordinals incident that lightning from business perspective and commercial perspective doesn't make much sense because the whole i mean the whole concept of like for example i'm a merchant and i need to i need to transfer the funds from one node to another and but in order to open a channel i need to find some liquidity already but i don't so yeah i think i think in the future you know, It's, it's like there is there is a great joke it's, it's like uh, there's a cartoon from coming from the 90s uh, like in post soviet times and there is this uh, dialogue between two persons and one says like we need to sell something that we don't need anymore and the first the second guy says in order to sell something that we don't need anymore we first need to buy something that we don't need anymore <laughs> Yeah. And this is kind of the chicken and egg situation with lightning channels. Like in order to open it, you need to already bring liquidity to it. Mm. 
So you need to find some third party that would give you the money, which like in real life for merchants, it doesn't work unless you can become a, like, unless you um, work with a custodian, custodial solutions, which is kind of not what Bitcoin is about. So. Yeah. Couldn't fix this um, LSPs, Lightning Service Providers? Uh, to some extent, yes, but probably not not a hundred percent. I'm actually very looking forward to Arc because for okay. me, Arc uh, is a probably potentially better solution than than Lightning. Of course, unfortunately, things like Arc will require many years to be implemented because uh, Arc requires uh, soft forks. And we all know how fast soft forks happen in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, like to make uh, to make a necessary uh, forks on Bitcoin level, it would even if Arc itself will be ready pretty fast, it will take at least I think like three years to have it working, which kind of sucks on the one on one hand, but. Still, if it happens, it will be very, very cool. Okay, okay. Could could we um, is is RGB a protocol or, or what is the term for that? So it's a layer three, it's layer two. What is it? So RGB is like we we like to call it a post blockchain smart contract <laughs> because indeed it's it's like blockchain agnostic, so you can use it with various different. Uh, systems and as a commitment medium as layer one you can use a lot of different things including newspapers which are physical objects uh, or digital newspapers and basically this is why we call it post blockchain and with regards to layerization it can be a layer two and layer three solution as i mentioned before depending on where exactly you put the commitment from from the transaction um, yeah, and yes, it is. So RGB, from technical point of view, it's a suite of protocols. You can call it a protocol, smart contract protocol. Okay, okay. So um, what are the biggest challenges of RGB right now? Um, how can the ecosystem start evolving in the next coming years and, and get adoption from that? Good question. Um, so, technologically wise, probably technologically wise, I see only one crucial. Well, not crucial, but one unpleasant problem that RGB has. But it's not specific to RGB. It's everything that is built on Bitcoin. Uh, which is called the so the inability to solve trustless uh, peg out. No, so because of the Bitcoin architecture itself, Satoshi back in the day decided not to add the division and multiplication on the protocol level of, of Bitcoin. And this is why now it doesn't matter which protocol we're talking about, RGB, Lightning Network, ARC, 
side chains, drive chains, like anything that is being built on Bitcoin cannot by default have a trustless peg out, which kind of sucks if you ask me. Um, everything else, RGB, I would say is a very complex, but very self-sustaining protocol, which means that we do not rely on soft forks too much, on soft forks on Bitcoin and stuff like that. So we can evolve on our own base. Of course, if there is like simplicity is going out or maybe one day, finally, who knows, uh, or arc happens or uh, somebody adds division and multiplication to Bitcoin, RGB will benefit a lot from it. But in most of the functionality, we don't depend on Bitcoin that much. We're not blocked. Yeah, probably this is the better word. We're not blocked by something in Bitcoin or Lightning Network. Um, that's from the technical side. Uh, we also are always open for contributors. All our repositories are uh, open source, are on GitHub. And yeah, probably I need, here I need to mention how exactly RGB is structured. So in 2019, when Maxim and I joined our RGB development, uh, we found uh, we founded the Swiss Association, which is called LNP slash BP Standards Association. Uh, LNP BP stands for Lightning Network Protocol slash Bitcoin Protocol, uh, like an allusion for TCP/IP. And it's a Swiss nonprofit, and anyone can become a member. Uh, and we have been collecting and running on donations uh, because, it, because it's a nonprofit. And here, probably uh, LNPBP, I need to mention that LNPBP is like overseeing the development of RGB and many other protocols because we'll have uh, also have. Uh, Bfrost, which is the Lightning Network extension, we have Storm, is the protocol for uh, storage and messaging. It's kind of like IPFS on steroids, and built on Bitcoin as well, and so forth. So why I mentioned LNPBP Association is because one of the main problems we have been facing is the financial one. Because RGB, so we specifically did not include any tokens on the RGB level uh, and we did not establish a for-profit company, for example, to cover the development uh, because we wanted RGB and other protocols of ours to be completely free, uh, open and free for everyone to use. This is why we stopped, like we did what we did with the association. But the... Uh, other side of this coin is that we don't, we're not as sexy for many people because if they provide financial support, they usually provide it to any team. They usually provide it as an investment. And because LNPBP is a nonprofit, there's the return of investment, return of donation is usually in the code or in the online materials in marketing, in um, conferences organized and meetups and so forth, uh, which makes very hard, which makes it very hard to raise money and raise funds. And a couple of times over the past four years, we needed to freeze the development because there was 
nothing that we could actually use for our day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so what? Yeah, if if the community, if businesses are interested in building their projects, products on top of RGB, if they see the value in it, we're open to donations and to them becoming members of the association. They can go on the website, LNP, uh, lnpbp.org, and there is a membership section, and they can use it and then they can help us. Um, basically, what they can think about while working with RGB and with association is the uh, situation that we have in uh, um, the Linux Foundation and the system that Linux Torvalds or Red Hat did, where basically there is a team which provides software that is required and is being used by many businesses in their day-to-day -day life. So yeah, by becoming a member of the association, you can contribute to our future and our present with building RGB. And that will be very, very cool. Um, aside so, from, yeah. So um, LMBP is uh, not only um, a big association, but it also um, powers different protocols and different projects in, um, in the open source um, ethics and Bitcoin, of course. Yes. Exactly. We have uh, different protocols uh, under the auspices of LMPBP Association, and we're planning to continue doing so because Bitcoin needs to be developed and the ecosystem needs to be developed, and we're here to make it a reality and help with that. Mm -hmm. So there are not only um, RGB, there are different other projects. you want to talk about that? Uh, I can, but it probably will take like one hour each. <laughs> yeah, just just a little um, turnaround so that we all know what, what uh, LNPBP is doing. So we're doing uh, protocol, we're creating protocols, libraries and tooling for all things Bitcoin, basically. And there, uh, RGB is the smart contract system which brings privacy to Bitcoin, scalability to Bitcoin, and security. And it can be used for uh, various different use cases, as I mentioned. Uh, but it's not everything still for the use cases like uh, de for decentralized finance or democratized finance, for example, uh, or even communication. And when we understood that RGB is not enough for that, we created the Storm, Storm protocol. Storm stays for for storage and messaging. So with with Storm, you could store uh, the data on your assets, uh, your documents, I don't know, files and whatnot, in a decentralized and censorship resistant manner on Bitcoin. And you could also uh, have secure messagings, secure social media, secure chats uh, based on Storm and RGB as well. So this is why Storm is there. There's also Bifrost, uh, and Bifrost is kind of a extension to the Lightning Network because Lightning Network is not agile enough for complex situations and use cases that I mentioned before. 
And this is why I created BeFrost with uh, our LNP node. LNP node is uh, our Lightning node implementation in Rust. And by doing, by creating BeFrost an LNP node, we extended the possibilities of Lightning Network itself for many different use cases. And again, it's uh, open, it's open source. So whoever wants to play around with it, they can come, they can reuse it for their Lightning uh, activities and yeah, they can try it out. Okay, okay, interesting. So um, Storm is like, um, how should I say it? Um, is, is it like peer-to-peer, -peer, like Keat or something? Uh, or is I'm it a different? With, I'm not familiar with Keat's internals, to be honest. Mm. I, cannot, I cannot answer this specific question. Um, but so, yeah. so you host your messages and so on, all on your own node, right? Yeah, it's still peer-to-peer. -peer. You can run your own nodes. Mm -hmm. Need okay. some sort of custodial solution, you can create it as well, like with Bitcoin and with Lightning, the same principle. So, okay, okay. sovereignty by default. But if you need, like, for example, for your business, which involves many different people, uh, or if you need uh, like Watchtower functionality, you can also do it with Bifrost and LNP Node and Storm. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so, um, what are the most exciting um, developments for LNP BP um, in the in the last few months? Well, we released, we finally released RGB. It was in uh, when was it? Thirteenth June? No, it was before that. Uh, it, so this spring. We released RGB and it it has uh, a few bugs, but it's not like consensus level critical consensus breaking bugs, which we are very proud of because at first when we started working on RGB, we thought that like one year of development should be enough. And then finally, four years later. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same. <laughs> yeah, but it Still, because at some point we didn't even believe that it, it's manageable to really <laughs> okay. not, because, not because we over constructed something but yeah. like various different uh, reasons but still we managed to release RGB so it's in beta and it's pretty robust there are already quite a few projects that started working with that and started building their businesses on top of RGB which we're very proud of and uh, yeah this is I mean, for us, it was huge because it, it marked the um, line of our effort and our work over the past four years. So mm -hmm. for us, it means a lot. Um, next, we're looking forward to having more and more uh, businesses and user-facing applications that would be uh, that would support RGB and work with them. And uh, yeah, me personally, I'm also proud of the descriptor wallet library that we have in the association. We created it because uh, it it allows a lot of very dynamic functionality that is not present in any other uh, wallets. 
by now. It's a pure Bitcoin thing. It's not even RGB related. It's a pure Bitcoin library and it can be integrated in uh, Bitcoin wallets. And you can have uh, various scenarios like managing Bitcoin on your balance sheet as a company uh, due to the uh, dynamic time lock contract function, multi-sig functionality. So basically, if you have situations like uh, you have you as a founder, me uh, as an operational d director and an accountant, if we fire an accountant, then our multi-sig is not yet in, is not in jeopardy. Because in usual multi-sig, if one key is, is lost, then the funds are frozen. Uh, this functionality in Descriptor Wallet Library allows to uh, get rid of these problems and to set up various levels of access to funds. And um, with that, you can manage inheritance for your Bitcoin, for example. You can create complex inheritance plans. You can create family uh, money distribution, basically, because you probably do not want... Even if you have a multi-sig for four people of your family, you probably do not want your, uh, I don't know, five-year-old or 10-year-old to spend your money right now, but you probably want him to be able to spend the money, the like whatever he likes to, uh, when he's 20. So this now, even like further down the road, uh, you can now plan and program uh, use cases like that, which is very cool. And right now there is uh, my Citadel wallet created by uh, Pandora Prime Company. And in this wallet, this wallet is basically a user interface for uh, the Scripter wallet library. And with that, you can uh, manage your funds, create multi-sigs, uh, do inheritance plans, corporate finance, and so forth. And I'm, it's a pretty cool tool. And I'm very excited about that being developed as well. Okay, so my Citadel is a, is another side project of um, LNPBP, right? Uh, no, my my Citadel is uh, a product, just in okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's done not by the association; it's done by a for-profit uh, Swiss company called Pandora Prime. Okay. And basically, ah, yeah. Yeah, because. because like RGB itself is non-monetizable, right? There is no token. You cannot, mm -hmm. cannot monetize it in any way. So the only thing of how you can monetize uh, RGB is to build products and businesses around it. And uh, Pandora Prime is one of the companies who has been doing the, releasing the first RGB-enabled products and the first products that are built on top of technological stack that is being built in the association. So oh, okay. There was the crypto wallet library. We took it because it's open. Like we donated instead. We took it and we built my citadel. Okay. So okay. Yeah, I understand. So you're working there as well, or or is it um, another project you're just supporting? Uh, yeah, I work in Pandora Prime. I'm one of the founders, mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I mean, as every founder, I'm, I'm proud of having something that works and works not only in common line, but also can bring benefits to normal people and, <laughs> and, and, and professionals. Because even in, 
um, in like normal user world, there are also different types of people because some people need to mm. manage very complex scenarios and there are no tools, tools for that. There is nothing basically for them. And I, I'm one of them as, as, as well, because we have a lot of different uh, wallets, for example, for uh, onboarding, for quick transactions, like for invoicing, but we don't have professional management, like asset, asset management tools. And this is basically what our company does. We take Bitcoin, we take RGB, we take everything that we have, uh, that we have built already in the association, and we build user-facing applications on top of that in order to boost the adoption, first and foremost, to monetize the effort and uh, to show people how exactly RGB can be uh, in practice, in day-to-day -day life, can it be used. Yeah, it's, it's very nice to see um, companies like Pandora and building stuff for, like you said, normal people, um, just for me. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get into this um, little terminal stuff like Raspberry Blitz, Raspberry Bolt, and so on. But um, I, I think it's it's essential for uh, worldwide adoption and the and the wide adoption in the in the in this um, in the structure of of. Yeah, of a of a whole country also, to have uh, easy to work with UI and the uh, and the app for for easy access and easy management. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's it's nice to have the <laughs> geeky stuff in terminal and so on, but um, yeah, without a, a a nice UI, you you can't handle this um, extremely in in complex situations. I think. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, no one, all, like very few people know how exactly TCPIP works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But everyone uses uh, web browsers and everyone says, like a lot of people, they confuse web and internet, for example. When they think internet, they think about web browser and not mobile application, for example. And both of them run on top of the internet. So we understand that regular people will not even need to know how RGB, Storm, or Bfrost work, but they will need solid solutions to work with those protocols. And yeah, this is what we are doing. We're trying to provide uh, proper solutions for a lot of different use cases for normal people that want to see clean interfaces and professional interfaces and that are probably confused and scared of command line. Because I'm I'm one of those people as well. Mm. Yeah, I think we we can also see this um, in professionals um, like programmers and so on. They they don't code this in assembly, <laughs> and and assembly is the the core. So they all use Linux and sometimes even in um, Windows or so. So I, I think it's 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 at the same like in Bitcoin. We have to build in layers. And, and when we build on these layers, we can we can have a nice foundation and a nice, um, in the ending, a, a house or a skyscraper or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. And also, for example, there are many uh, things that the market needs, especially now with all these regulations mm -hmm. 
coming yes yes coming again because for example rgb so far is the only protocol that can enable dex in bitcoin a decentralized exchange and we're very looking forward to the first solutions that will appear there because it will bring a lot of freedom to uh, bitcoin owners to rgb asset owners and that could be extremely cool just so if i want to try out rgb today um is there is there a way to to download it or to use um already some projects uh, out there building on rgb yes there are there are many different projects building on rgb i'm not even aware of all of them they just pop up every now and then <laughs> in yeah. the chat like hey guys i did this and that which is absolutely cool i think uh if you if you want to understand what rgb is uh we have so a we have a lot of different resources for those of you who are like developers more and you want to in a very fast and efficient way uh, understand how it works there is a website which is called rgb.tech you can go there you can see uh, different packages you can see different buttons to download uh, the repositories that you need download the packages work with that um, if you want to have uh, a visual for example explanation of what rgb is we have a youtube channel uh so you just go on youtube and you type lnp vp and that's it and there are many different videos that we have been doing over the course of four years and probably the best one that you can start with is the playlist with version 0.10 which is the release version the beta version that i mentioned before uh there are a few videos there uh we also have developer calls so everyone is free to join them and ask the questions. There is an RGB FAQ website for people who are coming more from the business side and they are not that technical. Uh, it's being updated. So all the websites and everything that we have is being constantly updated because the RGB protocol is changing. Uh, the tooling is changing and, and we're finding better words to describe some non-trivial concepts. Uh, so if you don't see some information, feel free to drop a message either on Telegram. We have a Telegram group. Uh, it's uh, RGB. I don't know how it like RGB community group. I think you can find it. Yeah, I, I will link all the links below in the show notes. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can also. So basically, I can send all the links to all the materials that we have because there's quite a lot. And then if someone's interested, they can choose the resource to their liking. And you can always contact me as well on Twitter or on Telegram. But instead, like, don't, don't write to me hi and then wait for my response. <laughs> because every time I receive that, uh, I just block the account immediately. Yeah. So if you have a question, <laughs> to reach out uh, anywhere, actually. Um, yeah, and I'll post, I'll send all the links and you can edit below. Okay. Yeah, nice. Um, I had a, I had a, a idea a few weeks ago, already months, I think. Um, so I want to hear your 
um, your ideas about and your opinion about it. So would it be possible to create a meetup token, um, which is kind of collectible um, when attending in a meetup? And I think this would incentivize meetups and it would show that already is possible with Bitcoin and Lightning and so on, and RGB. So I don't know, is this um, one of these use cases you, you speak about or, or is this a dumb idea? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a very good idea. And a lot of, uh, like people, for example, when they attend conferences, everyone mm. likes to have something to remember the conference by, right? They buy mm. t-shirts, they get uh, wristbands and they don't take it off. Uh, they buy stickers and etc. So for me, if you attend um, a meetup, for example, or you become a part of some gathering or group of people, I think having an, uh, a token that would verify that you are one of them, that would uh, be a nice collectible to have, uh, I think it's a totally solid use case and there is nothing bad in it. And um, yes, and that's something that can totally be done with RGB mm. in private or public manner, the way you like it. Like if you have a small gathering which you don't want people to know about like it's some cozy family stuff <laughs> like you can you can issue you can you can have cozy family private token uh yeah. if you have like a huge gaming conference for example you can give out uh, a lot of uh, you can give out tokens of participating or contributing to the conference which again can or cannot be then sold on the secondary market if people want to like sell it as a real collectible or i mean these are very strong use cases and there's a normal use cases and rgb so far is the only technology that can allow all that to happen yeah i i think this could be a nice um a nice way to to incentivize these meetups because we have so many meetups um, we have the, the whole Dezentral Schweiz community. We have uh, meetups in Baden, Basel, uh, Ostschweiz. We can do, um, we, you know what we can do? We can have the, uh, like a Bitcoin Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. You can, you can find all, all everything, every meetups that, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's a very cool idea. And Switzerland is, is pretty small compared yeah. to other countries, so it can be an excellent playground for stuff like this. Exactly, yeah. So if <laughs> if you have, uh, as a listener, have the knowledge or the skills to build something like this, um, reach out to us because I'm, I'm thinking about this um, since a few weeks or months. And yeah, I, I, I like the idea. And I don't know. It it can also be be widened out to to conferences, to uh, international events like I don't know Bitcoin Miami or I don't know. You you can you can do this for for almost everything here in the Bitcoin space. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hit us up and and let us know if you want to build something like this. So um, is there anything we should uh, should mention here or or do you have anything to add 
Well, I have been working in RGB for four years, so I can probably keep talking about it for two more <laughs> so, But we need to stop at some point. Um, if anyone has, if you have any questions, you are always free to ask me. So far, I think we gave a pretty good overview of uh, what RGB is and more information can be found on the resources that we will post below. And everyone is free to reach out to me as well as a business, as a developer, as designer. If you have any, if RGB excites you, hit me up. Yeah, just don't forget, uh, not just write high. <laughs> yeah, just add some fun. <laughs> add some conflicts. Yeah, awesome. So um, I have to ask you this. Um, it's, it's something like a, a must-have question here with every guest I have. What is your favorite meme? It, it doesn't have to do something with Bitcoin or, or I don't know, the space. But um, do you have a favorite meme? Do I have favorite? I have a lot of them, actually. <laughs> a I, whole folder of memes. Funny enough, we already have uh, quite a few RGB memes, which is kind of very fun to, to see it mm. every time. Um, Can you describe it? Probably one of the... Probably one of the best... Um, so my, fa my probably my personal favorite is indeed about RGB. And if you know this, like me with the SpongeBob and the rainbow, you know, like mm -hmm. magic, mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff. And uh, I usually put uh, RGB logo on the rainbow because we have been facing a lot of, uh, it's not distrust, but pushback from the community from and from Bitcoin communities as well, because some people think that we're shitcoiners because RGB will bring shitcoins to Bitcoin. Some people think that uh, RGB is too complex. This is not, this is why it doesn't work. Like they don't, see that there is client-side validation which works like like in in one way and it does solve some problems that before were deemed to be impossible to solve so with all these dynamics rgb indeed is like magic you know and this is why for me the meme with the spongebob rainbow and like rgb logo on top of it is like rgb is magic is magical smart contract ma magical internet smart contracts you know on magical internet money. On magical internet <laughs> money, yeah. That's, probably that's the, the cutest uh, meme that I've ever yeah. done or okay. seen. Nice, nice. We hadn't um, one in, in like this uh, before. But um, yeah, so I think we can wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to, to give me some feedback about this episode in the first one in English. Um, if you want to hear more about um, RGB or, or all uh, English episodes, so uh, let me know. And also don't forget to, to check out um, Podcasting 2.0 in the Lightning Enabled. Um, check out like Fountain or Breeze. Uh, you can support us there. And also, um, yeah, don't forget to, to get a rating for the podcast in Spotify or wherever you're listening, if you're not already on podcasting 2.0. And yeah, so 
thanks for attending here, Olga. Uh, it was thank a you pleasure. very much for inviting me and thank you guys for listening to it. If you have any questions, we can do another episode maybe and you can yeah. always reach out to me meanwhile. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's been very cool. Thank you. Have a nice day and I will see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Der Podcast wird unterstützt von Shift Crypto. Beatbox ist alles, was du brauchst, um deine Sets langfristig sicher aufzubewahren. Nutze den Code DCH5 für 5% Rabatt auf Bitcoin Only Edition.